0: Well, howdy, y'all, and welcome to another edition of The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer, and joining me today is my good friend, Maritza Sainz-Almos.
1: Hello, good morning.
0: All right. Maritza, I'm so glad that you're with me this morning. So thanks for joining us this morning. Now's a good chance to just grab your favorite cup of brew. We'll get ready to brew your brain with some interesting historical facts and insights on today's dates. As well as a chance to sharpen your wit uh, as we just throw out some random thoughts and musings just to kind of get your brain gears going. And lastly, hopefully, we'll have a part of daily grind to enrich your faith as we just talk a little bit about the Bible and our walk with Jesus. So, again, Marita, good to have you with me this morning.
1: Oh, thank you. Good to be here.
0: And we'll get this show on the road. Well, now it's that time on the daily grind to brew your brain. It is Friday, June 23rd. And in 1926, the college board administered the first SAT exam. Oh, so three more years. It'll be the hundred year anniversary of the SAT test. Mm. That's pretty close to some people I know score on the SAT. (laughs) And, um, In 1960, the pill was approved in the U.S. In 2016, the United Kingdom voted in a referendum to leave the European Union. 52% to 48%. In June 23rd is Pecan Sandy Day. I love a good Pecan Sandy. Pecan or pecan? Uh, It's pecan.
1: That's right. Thank you.
0: I remember the episode where the Daily Grind came to an end as we alienated (laughs) everybody who (laughs) thinks it's pecan. Um, No, I'm sticking with Pecan Sandy Day. Um, And it's also Typewriter Day. So I uh, I think the demographics of the people in my show are really, you're in one of three groups. There's people who have used a typewriter. There's people who know what a typewriter is. And then there's some folks out there going, a what? <laughs> and now it's that time on the daily grind to sharpen your wit. I think, Maritza, that every so often you should just say out loud, computer in simulation, just in case. <laughs> In the Star Wars universe, there are probably some stormtroopers who are saying Darth Vader killed the Emperor, and they're dismissed as conspiracy theorists and cranks by their colleagues for suggesting that their great leader would ever have done such a thing. Mm, True. You know, when, when you think about games, Jenga is really the opposite of Tetris. <laughs> oh. Did you know that Emma Thompson is the only person in history to win an Oscar for both acting and writing?
1: I don't
0: know. I know. That's talent. Hey, Maritza, what do you call a fish with two knees? A fish with two knees? Mhm. I have no idea. A two-knee fish. <laughs> <laughs> Reacher, did you hear about the butcher who accidentally backed into the meat grinder? No. He got a little behind in his work.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm lightheaded. Oh. oh, man. Who needs this cup of coffee? No. Oh. <sighs> I'm still seeing too many fish.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enhance our faith. For years, Maritza, John 3.16 was considered probably the most popular Bible verse in the world. But it has been surpassed by another one, and we're going to look at it today, and it's really a Bible verse that I think a lot of people who don't even know anything about the Bible, a lot of people who are really saying, I'm not even sure, in fact, they could be just anti-God, anti-Christianity, know this verse. Have you ever heard anybody say, or have you said, or had it said to you, judge not, that you be not judged
1: yes i have heard that one before
0: yeah yeah that's man people know that verse and so that's out of matthew chapter 7 the context for all this is uh, in this part of matthew is the sermon on the mount pretty famous bit of Scripture, even if you don't know, hey, I don't know where that is in the Bible, you've probably heard about the Beatitudes. You know, Jesus saying, Blessed are the meek, blessed are the poor, mm-hmm. um, those kinds of things. So it, it is like his big preaching to the multitudes, really teaching to this great crowd of people, and his primary focus, what it looks like to live for God's kingdom, to live as a follower of Jesus. And so once we kind of get here to Matthew 7, Jesus is nearly done with the sermon. And he has talked about anger and lust and divorce and oaths and retaliation and prayer and a whole bunch of other topics that reveal how to live if you really want to follow the Messiah. And then he, but it's really about saying to them, because he looks at them and he goes, you guys have heard this stuff I'm saying, and you're probably thinking, "Oh, somebody that I know needs to hear that," and it's really Jesus going. You guys need to hear it, and what he's really addressing is the the hypocrisy um, that's going on uh, in these guys' lives. Now, here's what he didn't say, though. He he really is not saying don't ever judge like don't use your judgment to look at an issue because if you've got a friend and they're doing something that's destructive or dangerous or you know could could put them in in harm's way i mean you're you don't love them if you don't say something Do you say that's
1: fair Mm -hmm. oh yeah
0: so but what he's really so he's not saying hey we can't make a judgment about you know what's going on what he's really saying is though but you can't be like a judge and condemn somebody for their actions. Cause that's that kind of judgment. That's only God's business. And that we can't use our own opinions and thoughts and standards to, to condemn people. And he was going, that's what you guys are doing. It's what the Pharisees were doing. It does not mean that we just need to tolerate or turn a blind eye to, to the things that are, you know, going on in people's lives, to to the sin in my life and somebody else's life. But what it does say is that I can't come and and condemn people through some kind of comparison or by my own made-up standards. And especially if if it's going to be hypocritical. And that's what Jesus had so much to say to these people that were just the religious leaders. It just because it turns people off. And most people, when they say those words to somebody else, I'll just speak for me. I'm one of those people that has told somebody, Hey, don't, don't judge lest you be judged. But at the time of my life where I aimed that at somebody else, what I was really saying was I'm aware what I'm doing is wrong. I just don't want you pointing it out. <laughs> hmm. And I think, and I think this verse is where I get to tell you to back off. And that's really not what's going on there at all. Uh because you read that other verse, he's saying, don't be a hypocrite because you're looking and seeing this small thing wrong in somebody's life and you've got this board. I mean, Jesus was a master of hyperbole. You know, He goes, oh, somebody's got a little speck of dust in their eye and you think you want to help them get that out of their eye so they can see better. But you've got a two by four sticking out of your eye. And he goes, that is just so hypocritical. Um, and I think that That's so contrary to what Jesus calls us to be as his followers. In First Peter, you know, he says that love covers a multitude of sins. And I don't think what he's saying is that, hey, I can love somebody so much that, you know, it'll cover up their sins. I think what it's saying is I know how broken and flawed and messy I am and that I'm going to get it wrong, but if I'm earnestly, really, trying to love other people, unkindness and things are where I kind of don't get it right because they know that there was an authentic attempt uh, on my part to love them. I think that's what it's saying. Does that make sense to you, Maritza? Yeah.
1: So, so far I've got it. It's like kindness and understanding.
0: And I think that's what our culture, man, our society today needs. I think the people that are going to say, hey, I want to do what Jesus was talking about. And I think he says, well, okay, here's the thing. You've got to look at your own stuff first. got to worry about what's going in your own life. Look at the board in your own eye before you start going around and looking at everybody else saying, hey, what have you Got going on, and what have you done wrong? The Apostle Paul wrote a a letter to the churches in the region of Galatia, and he said to them this I'm going to pull something out of Galatians 6, chapter 6, one and two. He says, Hey, brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, then you who are spiritual and mature should restore them gently, but watch yourself, or you may also become tempted. You need to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you'll fulfill the law of Jesus. And so it's not a matter of condemning people. I think it's a matter of gently helping other people. It's Christ calls us to carry one another's burdens, to come alongside people. Um, And I think there's some practical things too that we should avoid in judging. Have you ever felt judged by anybody? (laughs) Yes. Uh, And how did it make you feel? Was it like? warm fuzzy feelings sparkles oh, rainbows. Abso- absolutely i felt really good about it No, <laughs> oh, i hate it no <laughs> and um but i think there's some things that we're not aware of and i and believe me so this is going to be me speaking from experience um because i grew up i grew up with this with my prussian mother who was a hundred percent german and it wasn't really until marcy and i were living uh in austria i'd gotten a speeding ticket <sighs> i know how can you get a speeding ticket in europe well i did um and one of our neighbors who was a retired police officer was telling me you know just write a letter do this thing and he was just telling me how to get out of it and i was going it doesn't make sense to me but basically Herr um getting, what he what he really said to me was hey john In Austria and in Germany, if it's not required, it's forbidden. If it's not forbidden, it's required. And it's like a light bulb went off in my head and I go, oh my goodness, that's my mother. I mean, there was no gray in that woman. like It was black and white. (laughs) You either had to do it or you should never do it. (laughs) Mm. Now, she mellowed later in life. But I mean, but I kind of grew up with that kind of frame of reference. But what I can tell you is if you look at people who are very judgmental, I I think it it takes a toll on people's health. I think when you're hypercritical of others, you eventually are going to become self-critical. You know, if all you're looking for and looking at is flaws, that's all you will see. And I think there's so much more we should be looking at and considering. So I I think a a reason we shouldn't condemn and judge others is one, it's not our job. It's God's only two. It's, it's just bad for you. And it just, it shrinks your soul. I think it just makes you not well. And uh, thirdly, we just suck at it (laughs) (laughs) because because what happens is is that none of us really understand the other person's situation and point of view, and if we're quick to judge, I, I, for me, what I've learned when I take the time to really uh, come alongside people and and I try to, with gentleness, look at hey, what's going on? It's that old aphorism, you know, you need to walk a mile in somebody's shoes, and and that you'll never be able to look at what somebody you know where they are dean borgman once said that if you if you really look at a sin in somebody's life if you dig deep enough behind that you will always find some pain that there's usually a hurt or a pain that causes us to do something that's not good that we're trying to solve or fix a hurt or a wound or something that's not met you know, in our own lives. And it's a matter, I think, of, of finding what that is. But if I just look at the surface of somebody's behavior, then I'm never going to know what's really going on. Because I, I don't know what, what caused that person to act that way or behave that way or do the thing they did. Um, because there's always a story behind what I'm able just to take in with, you know, my eyes and ears. And I think that's really what Jesus is calling us to. And he's, and he's saying to me and to people that want to follow him, Hey, you don't need to be hypocritical about saying I've got all this stuff in my life that's not together, uh, but I'm going to judge and condemn others. Now, it doesn't mean that I have to be perfect. You know, when I was at A&M, they had these posters, but it was it made a good point. And they said, you know, if your roommate every weekend ate 24 cans of green beans, would you say something to them about that? (laughs) (laughs) you know, because the point was they were trying to address the people just drinking too much. And uh, and but they were saying, you know, if you're over consuming, would you not ask a question about are you doing okay? Is there something else going on? And I don't have to be perfect to ask that question. But what I need to do is to come into somebody's life, not out of condemnation, but but out of love and concern, because those are totally different. I mean. I don't know about you, but I know a big difference when somebody's coming to condemn me and when somebody's coming to to want to love and help me because they see me struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so you looked over these verses. Um, what jumped out at you? Did you have just questions or s- stuff that you go, wow, I didn't know that was in there or stuff that I thought, that's crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well,
0: um, well, first of all, these are like those
1: common things that you hear all the time. And again, it's like, i don't i I don't read the bible so it's just kind of things that i actually hear every day like don't judge others before taking a look at yourself in the mirror it's just like like i get that but i will say this is that when i did read it i also understood that they were saying don't judge the person you you can judge the situation though like you said you can kind of make a judgment on that saying something is wrong or something is out of the ordinary, but don't automatically assume that that person had, you know, a malintent or um, something of that sort. And I thought about um, recently, I've tried to implement charitable assumptions. So Mm. before I I believe that somebody is out to get me or to, to think that somebody tried to do that out of, of spite, I said to them like, they must've had a reason to state it that way, or they must've had a reason to tell me no. And so instead of being, being like taking it personally, instead I'm like, you know what? I said, I'm, I'm gonna give them a minute and then I'm gonna come back and say, absolutely, I understand. Is there something else that I can do? And it's just, I found that it's easier if you have that charitable type assumption. So my, me doing that and reading, like I said, um, about the, the, the spec or the splinter in the eye versus a big giant two by four. Mm I I understood that. So it's actually pretty interesting. Like I said, something that I hear every day.
0: It's really amazing. You know, Maritza, you keep joining me. I think think it is amazing how much of our cultural references come out of the Bible. Uh, We talked about that was the day that Lincoln gave the famous a house divided against itself. Shall mm-hmm. not stand, and that's a quote from Jesus.
1: Yeah, I had no idea.
0: Right, like and uh, but I love, I I love the the. Tell me again, how did you what what did you call that? You make oh, a, a chari- charitable assumption, charitable, and yeah, charity. Take, you
1: know,
0: in fact, <laughs> you know what the word for that, <laughs> do you know, But you know, but you know what the word charity means. I mean, no. <laughs> no that's fine because it's like the king james version of the bibles and stuff um, charity is another word for love i mean oh, okay. so you could you could also say i'm making a loving assumption
1: oh okay well, i like that too
0: i'm making a charitable assumption you know i now this person doesn't work at the college anymore but i had a um uh i had one of the one of the registrars when I was a campus registrar, our registrar meetings for uh, a long time used to just get heated. And I had somebody that somebody told me after a meeting one time, I don't know how you can be so calm. Cause I feel like, um, you know, this one person just is aggressively a- attacking you when you're trying to say something. And I said, well, I don't think so. I said, cause here's what I think's going on. I think that person is insecure about what they don't know but yeah. they want to know it but they just aren't equipped enough in the moment to ask for help and information and but what they're trying to get is understanding but it comes across as an attack and I said so when I hear the well why is it that way you know that's what the person says I translate that is I need you to help me understand why it is this way And I said, then that allows me to respond instead of react. Mm -hmm. And now don't, don't, don't miss here. What I'm saying. Um, I wish I could go. And that's how I am 24 hours a day, seven days (laughs) a week. No, there's plenty of times where you will see me react to something, but when we can make those loving charitable assumptions, when we can choose to respond and not judge that person, but really kind of look at, Hey, what's going on. That's deeper here. Cause they would eventually get to it if, because it takes two people to have a fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and, and I got to realize too, there's just times where I get it. I know what it feels like to feel uncertain and, uh, you know, not confident in and something. And, and that's an uncomfortable way to be. So, um, anyway, that's kind of us talking this morning, thinking about Jesus in Matthew 7, 1 and the Sermon on the Mount. And, and so I guess my takeaway from that might be that as we kind of go throughout our day, as we're going to kind of bump up against people and do that kind of stuff, that um, we need to be people who kind of look in the mirror and examine ourselves first. And then if we do see something that's going on in somebody's life, it should be out of love and concern. And not out of condemnation and and judgment. Because I think that Jesus is not saying, No, you don't need to 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 turn a blind eye to everything. But what he really says, I don't want you to be about if you're gonna be of my follower, is harsh, prideful, hypocritical judgment that just condemns others outright without first kind of taking a look at our own kind of spiritual condition and you know where we are in those kind of situations so so i
1: know we only talked about the first part because of matthew 7 because it also that same thing has the do unto others as you would like done to you
0: oh yes
1: another thing that i didn't know I just, that's just something I've heard my whole life. So that was the other thing that I heard.
0: You know, and that it, I realized. I'm okay, but I'm so glad you brought that up because again, I, you know, it's Jesus flipping things. Because in the world at that time, there was a code that said, don't do something to somebody that you wouldn't want them to do to you. I mean, it was kind of that negative, you know, like you don't want to get punched in the face, don't punch somebody in the face. But Jesus mm-hmm. flipped it because it wasn't like, hey, don't do bad things to people if you don't want bad things to happen to you. He said, do to other people the kind of things you want done to you. Yes. It's much more proactive to say, man, if you want love and acceptance and grace and charity, then that's what you give. That's you right. know, do to it, others. That's what it was, do yeah, to others. That you do unto others. But, but he f- flipped what was the the way that most people had kind of looked at it as the law to say, it's, it's, Hey, it's gotta be proactive. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah.
1: And there's one more thing in there, John. So the other thing that we didn't talk about or that you didn't mention was it also has, again, this is something that you hear all the time. I hear it uh, again. Most of my friends will say this at least one point in their life, but they say ask and it will be given to you. And I did not realize that that also came out in the same uh, verses. I guess that's what it's called.
0: Yeah. Seek, knock, ask. So in fact, you know what? Maybe that'll be something we kind of look at next Friday. Maybe we'll stay in this part of Matthew and and break down some of that kind of stuff. Or maybe we'll jump ahead and look at the Beatitudes. We might just camp out, make Friday's Sermon on the Mount Day or something for a while. There we go. (laughs) Because there's a ton in there. So, hey, let me me pray for us and we will wrap up this part of the daily grind. Um, Lord, thanks for the greatest gift that I think you tangibly give us um, while we're here on earth is the gift of people and relationships. And I'm just grateful for the fact that you allowed uh, Maritza to be a friend of mine and uh, Marcy and I just love her to death. And I just thank you for her heart and for her willingness to join me on a podcast and Um, talk about things. But I pray that for all of us listening, Lord, that we would really kind of take serious the fact that Jesus, you say, look, before you start worrying about somebody else's speck in their eye, pull the two by four out of your own and uh, help us just to do some real serious self-examination and that we don't go out there as people who are hypocritical and condemning and harsh and prideful and uh, but would be people who respond out of love. I love what Maritza said. Help us today to make charitable, loving assumptions about people and want to see maybe what's going on behind their actions. Because uh, I just think the world would be uh, a little more like your kingdom if we live that way. And I pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you Monday on another episode of...